I've ta- been talking, as you know, most of you know, for the last couple weeks about being ready. And, and not just about, whoop, we're getting kind of loud, I don't know. Um, not just about ready for the return of Christ, but we're got to have ourselves ready, our soul ready. Today we're talking about readying our hearts. And, and you know, I hadn't done anything. Come in this morning, guess what's sitting on the printer? <laughs> Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. I don't know if you printed that, Rachel, wherever you are. But, <laughs> but uh, hey, God's telling us something, isn't he? <laughs> so ready your hearts. Ready your hearts. Welcome back, church. I'm so glad to see some of you here this morning. Yeah, all right. Yeah, for another wonderful weekend of worship. I want, I want you all to know that God has something to say to each one of us here today as, as we continue this series about living ready. You know, we have this amazing responsibility as followers of Jesus to be quick to share the hope that we have in ourselves with others. That's what he's asked us to do. You know, when we have really deeply internalized this love for God, our love for God, that he is there with us, we can truly respond to others with gentleness, with respect, and trusting that God himself will make himself known to men around us. However, we have to prepare our hearts and be ready to share that hope that we have in Christ today and every day, every single day. So as we look at that, let's go to the Lord in prayer together, can we? Lord, please reveal the impurities of our hearts so that we may deal with them and hold you as the king in our lives, the only king in our lives. May our heart worship you completely that we may always follow and live in obedience to you, Lord. That is our goal, to live in obedience to you and follow your word. We pray this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So last week, we talked about how we have to be ready for some tough, tough things to come our way in our life and the things we're going to have to face. And Jesus promises us in John 16, 33, that we are going to have trouble. He doesn't mince words about it at all. So we know it's coming, right? We know it's coming. So, you know, the thing of it is, though, however, we also know that he has overcome the trouble, the pain, and the suffering. So we, too, can become overcomers in his strength. That's what he's wanting us to see. We are overcomers through Christ who empowers each of us, each of us, and every situation that this world may bring our way. And friends, trust in that. Trust in that completely. That through his power, we can overcome anything even though it may hurt. 
You know, we also talked a little bit about what it looks like to prepare and ready our souls for eternity, not just for the bad things, but also for Christ's return. And, and we, we talked about the fact that we don't know, you know, what's going to happen out there. We could walk out there and take our last breath in the parking lot. It's, it's, so it's not completely about the return of Christ, even though it is. We have to be ready now. Are you ready? And, and we know that Jesus didn't just come once to this earth. He promises to return to a, this eternal establishment of his church. And you know what? He has never broken a promise. Never. We don't know when his return is going to be. So we've got to get serious. We have to get serious about eternity and salvation right now. Don't put it off for some time. You know, we've got to make sure that our souls are ready for eternity. But we also have to make sure that our hearts are ready for the day-to-day -day struggles and triumphs that this life is going to bring to us. We have to be ready. You know, and, and the heart of mankind, oh, we've seen all kinds of pictures of that, haven't we? It's not easily tamed. <laughs> or understood even. So we've got this tall task to do here, friends. We've got a big task ahead of us. As the prophet Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Huh, yeah. Well, that's why we're here. So let's get started. Now, to help guide us through our time, we're going to consult several of the scriptures, and I think they're in the bulletin if you've got one there. And, uh, and the first one gives us kind of a great jump start to this. It's 1 Peter 3.15. And it really gets into this mode here. It says, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. So we're not going out thumping people on the head with it. We're, <laughs> we're loving them. You see, first and foremost, we're going to live ready in our hearts, though. That's what this is telling us. We've got to hold Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have to hold that. There's always going to be other things out there that are battling for our affections, for our heart, for our time, looking to dethrone Jesus from his rightful place as our king. But we've got to hold fast onto that faith and that trust and revere Christ as Lord in our hearts every single day. Yeah, you know, we all go through times, I, I know I did, when I was kind of transitioning from medical, you know, field to preaching, it was, that was quite a change, <laughs> in a way, and there was times when I just, I just wasn't sure, Lord, how can I do this, I can't do this, what am I doing here? But you see, these struggles, each one of us have these struggles, and they're normal for all of us who believe, who truly believe in him. We'll, we're all going to go through seasons of mountaintop faith. Yeah, this is great. And valleys of deep discouragement. 
We all are going to go through those things. It's all part of the process. It is. And in the end, the goal is that we would become mature believers. Lacking nothing. That's what God's goal is for us. And this process is called sanctification. And it's a long one. I mean, actually, it's going to take our entire life through a continual process of renewal and redemption as God works in our hearts and purifies us, cleanses us. One of, this reason, one of the reasons this process is so important is because from the overflow of our heart, the overflow of our heart, we speak. And if you're going to share the gospel, if you're going to, if, and speaking, using words, that's really the primary way we share the gospel with others, isn't it? By speaking and living and doing the things that he teaches us. Going back, you know, so the thing is, that's why we always have to be prepared. Going back to that passage of 1 Peter 15, we read again, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your heart. Nothing else. Christ as Lord in your heart. Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Yet with gentleness and reverence. Peter's saying that, first of all, we have to revere Jesus as Lord of our hearts, always, always. Then we can live confidently and ready to share that reason for our hope that we have in Christ. So you can see the correlation here between a righteous heart when you have something right in your heart and a righteous witness. Because if your heart isn't right, then how could you truly share the goodness of Christ? How could you? The Gospel of Luke says it like this in Luke 6.45. The good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth what is good. And the evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth what is evil. For his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. Hmm. So what's in your heart today? What's in your heart? You know, this is kind of the passage that I kind of briefly um, suggested a little while ago when we started, that I said where it comes from the overflow of our hearts we speak. That's what it's talking about. In order to be prepared and ready to share the gospel with others, we got to make sure that our hearts are right with God. We have to. And that begins with the Lordship of Christ. But it includes this day-to-day, time-after-time willingness to filter anything and everything coming into our lives. We have to filter those things. Because if we allow too much toxicity and negativity and, and evil in our lives, what do you think's gonna flow out of us? Hmm. You know, <laughs> I, I, I like this uh, Comparison. If a person ate only Twinkies three meals a day, how healthy would he really be? <laughs> you see, the same principle applies to our lives and our hearts. We have to filter things and be diligent about what we allow into our hearts and into our lives. 
You know, King Solomon probably said it best in Proverbs 4.23. He said, watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. You get that? You see, the heart is the wellspring of life. From it flows life and death and encouragement and despair, anger, loving kindness, all of it. It comes from your heart. So what's in there? This picture of a wellspring is really an important one. As we think about filtering and guarding our hearts, regarding our wellsprings of what we put out there. You know, think for a minute about the process of filtering water. You run dirty water through a filter, which removes impurities from it, hopefully. (laughs) And, And this process allows for clean water to come out the other end. In a similar way, we've got to run things through filters in our lives to make sure that all the impurities get removed. That's what we have to keep focus on. Here's a few filters that I think that, uh, that I use in my life to try to filter some of these things out. You know, first of all, the Word of God, the Bible. Use that. That's a great filter. Or close friends, you know, that we have, that we can talk to, counselors, that can help us see some of these things. And then, of course, talking to the Lord, prayer, meditation. Let Him work in your life. And then the thing I was talking to Jordan about earlier, time. We have to give him time. Don't jump on it immediately. Make sure he's telling you what's right. All all these filters, you know, help me to make sure that the things coming into my life are pure and righteous. I, I know that if I allow toxicity and negativity, and evil, and and all those things to overcome my life, then those things will be what flows out of me. And I don't want that, especially sitting up here. I don't. (laughs) It's really a simple concept. But, you know, there's so many simple concepts in this world, isn't there? And it has grave consequences. An example of this, let's turn all the way back, if you want to, to the beginning in Genesis 3, 1 through 5 in the Garden of Eden. It says this, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, from the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. And the serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. For God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to belabor the point because here, because I know, I imagine all of you have heard that story many times. And and so, but in this passage, we see that that snake has entered into the garden and he's lying to Eve, which he does to all of us all the time. You know, he's distorting the truth to Eve, asking Eve, did God really say that? 
Yeah. How many times have you heard that in your own mind? Did God really say that? I don't know. Eventually, Eve gives in to the serpent's questions, eats the fruit, and the rest is history. We know. But the issue here is one of the issues is that Eve didn't have any guards and filters running in her life that she needed to protect herself from those lies and those impurities of the serpent. So it cost her dearly. Just as it does cost us in our lives when we neglect to, to guard our hearts, when we neglect that, which are the wellspring of our lives, which is what we speak from. Again, this process of guarding and filtering is really a normal one. And as we all know, we're probably not going to always catch everything, are we? And you're going to have to recognize when something kind of slips by you or creeps into your life that shouldn't be there. You got to be willing to run those diagnostic tests, figure out what's going on, to listen to others, and to seek God over the state of your heart. Friends, it's just far too important to just ignore it. It is. Think about it this way. You know, wouldn't you want to know if you had a cancerous growth in your body? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to do something about it before it got too big or out of control or too difficult to deal with? Of course you would. Of course you would. And the same is true with our hearts. We need to know it's the wellspring of life from which our mouth speaks everything. And it needs constant attention and care as the things of this world out there are coming at us a hundred miles an hour, day after day after day. Dear friends, living ready takes a lot of time and a lot of energy, doesn't it? It does. It's simply just the truth. It is. But this is literally a matter of eternal life and death. It is. We're all busy, aren't we? We all get busy and, and too busy most of the time. And, you know, and carving out time to address these issues, well, it's hard. But let me guarantee you, it will pay huge dividends eternally if you make that time. Don't try to find it, because you'll never find it. You've got to make it. Make that time. Any time spent with God is time well spent. So here's the plan. I want you to listen to this. And if you want to take notes, because this is something I want you to think about during the week. So take some time this week to evaluate the state of your heart. Take some time to look at what is your heart speaking who do you truly and completely hold as king in your life? Who is it? What is it, you know? <laughs> is it money? Is it your title at work? Is it your accomplishments, material possessions, someone else, something else? What is it that holds your heart? And be honest about it with yourself and look at it because you see we have to set up the necessary guards and the filters 
of our life. And we have to schedule time, make time to be in the Word. Schedule time with trusted friends that we can talk to and counselors. None of us can do this alone, friends. That's why we're a church family. We're here for each other. We need each other. Humble yourself and reach out to others. Especially if you see them struggling. And finally, try sharing the hope that you have in Christ. The hope you've been given with someone else this week. Try doing that. I know we all, a lot of people times say, oh, I don't know how to do that. I don't have the right words to speak those things. Well, you know what? Moses said the same thing. <laughs> but God gave him the words. That's where your trust and your faith in him comes. Let the overflow of love and redemption flow from your heart this week and always and into the life of someone else that you know or maybe you don't know. Trust the Spirit. Trust him to guide your conversations and trust God to plant the seeds of faith in someone else that you might be able to water. You know what, friends? <laughs> this is faith in action. That's how faith works. And it's worth it. It's worth every second of it. Watch how your heart feels that joy when you see something happen to someone like that. Beloved, the heart is a wellspring of life. It is. It's too important to ignore and just kick down the road till we have time next week or something like that. It's too important. You have to be ready now and always. Don't just do it on Sunday afternoon. All week long. Every second of every day. And I know some of you are going, oh, I don't know. But you can. Because all things are possible with him. Friends, ready your heart this week. Ready your heart. Because Jesus is coming soon. Ready your heart. Let's pray together. Father, may we find and fine-tune the wellsprings of our hearts, Father, that we may share your love, your hope, your promises, Father, with others, that they may see and know you, Lord, that they may understand and hear your love and your word, Father, your truth. May we decide to put you first above everything else, Lord. We say this in Jesus' precious name. Amen.